0: You are listening to the Therefore a Geek Podcast, episode number 20. everybody and welcome to therefore our geek I'm Andrew and I'm Tracy and today we are joined with Hannah Ryan who is on another, another one of the um, the
1: cast the members actors,
0: cast member thank you for game companion so Hannah say hello
1: hi <laughs> yeah
0: you know, we had uh, we had Brian and Gord on a couple weeks ago and uh, really enjoyed talking to them and and Brian was pretty adamant that we should get you on. And uh, get you talking with Tracy, so so here we are. Well,
1: that's that's pretty exciting that you got Brian on. He's uh, often quite elusive, so good good <laughs> job on your guys' part for getting him on on uh, on your show for sure.
0: I, I'll be honest; it was actually uh, it was actually he who um, contacted us. So, oh really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: he's very modest, so um, he I don't think he's done a lot of interviews. So uh, it's yeah, good on you guys for for having him.
0: Yeah, we enjoyed having him. So, how did you initially get involved with uh, Game Companion?
1: Um, initially, I saw the casting call go out uh, for Game Companion. There's definitely um, quite a, a, a big community in terms of film and television in uh, you know Nanaimo and surrounding areas on Vancouver Island. <clears throat> pardon me um, so I saw the casting call go out and there were actually two sides there there was uh, the sides for Haruka who I ended up playing and there were also sides for Kimiko who Julie's character was and um, I knew instantly that I wanted to do Haruka I wanted to be this badass samurai warrior who killed people um, and it was strange actually because when I got to Uh, The auditions, they suggested that I read for Kamiku, and I said, well, you know, that's not really my deal. You know, I kind of wanted to be the badass here. I didn't didn't really want to be the cute little anime character, but they said, no, we'd like you to read for her anyways. So I did, and I didn't do a very good job, maybe on purpose, I'm not sure, (laughs) but, um, (laughs) you know, oh my goodness, Uh, So, but then I ended up reading for uh, Haruka, and uh, they were quite taken with it, and I I put my best efforts, my my best foot forward, and um, really tried to sell myself as Haruka, and obviously it paid off, so I must have done something right.
0: Yeah, and Tracy and I are both are both really fans of the uh, of the film.
2: Oh, definitely. Tracy, are
0: you are you over a dozen views now? Um,
2: not quite. Uh, Final week happened, but yes, I've seen it a bunch of times. And Haruka, is very much my favorite character too.
1: Yeah, right. Because all the girls, like on a subconscious level, every girl wants to be the badass samurai warrior. Did they not?
2: Oh, absolutely. And I'm also the oldest sibling, so I ha- have that kind of protective identity as well. So the fact that she's so protective um, of her sister, is is it rings very true with me too.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely. And the thing is with Haruka is that, you know, she's she's no nonsense. You know, she's just go, it's, it's, it's black or white for her. There's no gray area. Mm -hmm. It's either you're here to kill me and I'm going to kill you, or you're here to kill my sister and I'm going to kill you, or you're of no threat. So you're not really worth my time.
2: Exactly. Yes, I absolutely agree.
1: And I think a lot of girls, uh, I think that resonates with a lot of girls, you know, because we get, having to deal with so much during daily life that you know is this really going to affect me no well then i'm just going to ignore it are you going to cause me problems well okay now i'm going to deal with you
2: yes absolutely
1: <laughs> yeah yeah now
0: what um something else brian had mentioned was that uh y- you've said before that you were kind of tired of playing the the stereotypical the girlfriend character and that kind of stuff mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, one of the things going back and forth to Vancouver for auditions, you know, commercials and short films, all that sort of stuff. I typically got cast as, you know, the hot blonde, the bimbo, or you know, the young mother. And you know, if you know me personally, you know that that's just not me. <laughs> I don't know what that says about me, but um, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to play these you know, little characters that, um, you know, oh, this is Colgate, please buy Colgate. You know, this that that's not really me. The, the person that, that I am and the, the characters that I'm drawn to are very strong female characters. You know, it's like James Bond. People always say, oh, you know, wouldn't it be great to play one of the Bond girls? And I, I sort of say, screw that. Why don't you want to play <laughs> James Bond? He's way cooler.
2: Or at least M. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to pick yeah. someone,
1: yeah, absolutely. Oh, well, you know. So there you go.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, Judy Dench was pretty pretty damn tough there.
1: She was pretty damn tough as M, Definitely, yeah.
0: So what kind of what kind of things did you do? You know, once you got the role, to, to get yourself kind of in the mindset, get yourself in character.
1: Um, I think. For the majority of the time when you're playing a strong character like this, you want to look towards characters like, you know, Alice from Resident Evil. You want to look at Celine from Underworld. You want to look at, you know, Lara Croft from Tomb Raider. These are all the really strong action uh, figures that as, as a woman and as an actor, that's the sort of character that I would love to just sink my nails into and just go full throttle into the role. And I think Haruka was really my first um, opportunity to take advantage of a role such as that. You know, she she is such a strong character and um, the fight choreography that we did for it was just amazing. And the thing is, in the actual... Uh, the end result you don't actually see a lot of the fight choreography that we went through we went through days and days of fight choreography and um, fights different fight scenes and I actually played I think two or three characters that were kind of you know like the old Mortal Kombat type of uh, look where you've got you know someone against someone else and you're fighting we did so many takes of different characters and different fight scenes that you don't actually, it they didn't end up making the cut. But it was so much fun to be able to just throw ourselves full throttle into that fight choreography and just go crazy. Although one of the, uh, it was funny, one of the, the guys, the main fight choreographer actually sliced off the end of his toe with my samurai sword. So... <laughs> Oh no! That's <laughs> it, it did actually get a little vicious in the end, but I mean, I've been a, a veterinary nurse for eight years, so I sprang into action and uh, got the emergency kit out. All we had were some little, I think, like purple elephant band aids and a couple of <laughs> alcohol swabs. <laughs> And uh and you know, I threw myself in and I went, Get out of my way and I cleaned the wound and I put his the end of his toe back onto his toe and got him all set up with some purple elephant band-aids and then they sent him off to hospital and luckily he uh he managed to save his toe. So, you know, I don't wanna pull all the credit there but, you know, it was, you know, just one of the <laughs> one of the pitfalls of using real weapons on set for sure.
0: Well, you know, it's it's funny that you mentioned that because because Brian and Gordon uh, they mentioned that incident. However, they 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 didn't quite uh, go
1: into so much quite detail. give it in, in the same level
0: of detail, <laughs> or, or they, they also seem they also seem to to lay, you know leave out some of your uh, your heroics there.
1: <laughs> well, you know, after being after being an emergency uh, nurse, I mean, obviously dogs and cats are different to people, but toes are toes, right? So. You know, if a part of it is hanging <laughs> off. You kind of wanted to reattach it. So, uh, luckily, luckily, we we saved a toe that day. So <laughs> that's fantastic.
2: Well, I didn't.
1: I didn't want to drive to hospital in all of my makeup and and my blue hair and everything. So, one of uh, I think our assistant director, Aaron, ended up uh, taking him to hospital that day.
0: That would have been pretty spectacular, though. Showing up at the hospital. Oh like yeah. That. We got some 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 really good questions from. Oh yeah, from no big deal. My
2: game campaign just chopped my toe off. It's, it happens all the time. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. I dress like this all the time. What's what's so weird about this?
2: <laughs> I almost feel really bad for Bob and Cecil going up against such a, har- a hard ass.
1: You you kind of seem to have it all there. You know what? At the end of the day, there's so many boys like that that just think they can pull a smooth maneuver over a girl, and you see it day in and day out. So to actually have a girl turn around and kick their butt, you know, they 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 kind of had it coming. <laughs> I can't really I can't really feel too much sympathy for them. They kind of had it coming.
2: That is true, especially Cecil. Yeah, he just did not come oh. off as a very nice guy.
1: No, no, absolutely not.
0: No. So, so outside of, of the obvious, you know, badass character of Haruka, was there anything else that kind of kind of drew you into the the particular film? Um, I, I know Brian had talked about and Gord Actually, had both talked about kind of the the little morality play that got, that went on there, and that they both really enjoyed that.
1: The morality.
0: Well, like like we like you had just kind of said, you know. Uh, in terms of, you know, how, how guys treat women and, and <clears throat> the general, um, was my words here for a second, the general idea of, uh, um, the
2: social commentary. Is that what you're thinking? Yeah.
0: Thank you. Yes. Oh, my brain turned off there. It so. happens.
1: It's okay. <laughs> it happens quite regularly to me. Don't worry. Um, I think, you know what, like, you know, like we're saying before, um, When it comes to girls, a lot of us are really dumb and as soon as a guy starts saying, oh, you know, I'm this and I'm that and I have this and I have that, you know, like um, Bob does to Kimiko in the beginning, you know, she kind of falls for it and that sort of shows you what a lot of women, unfortunately, can do to a man who perhaps on the outside seems quite charming. Um, but that's where Haruka just comes in and and just says, hell no, I don't care if you're a man, I don't care if you're a sorcerer, a witch, a warlock, um, giant bloody great big pig, I don't really care who you are, but you're not going to talk to me like that and you're not going to treat my sister like that, so I'm going to kill you.
2: Yeah, she seems to be a little bit more experienced and she's a little more aware that, um, there's a lot of talk going on and um, nobody seems to really have the actions to back it up at all, which again, I kind of associate with the older sister.
1: Yeah, definitely. Like, you know what, I'm the one that's had to kind of uh, blaze the trail, so to speak. And I know what to expect. And, you know, perhaps my younger sister, you know, I've kind of blazed the trail for her. So she, you know, she's got it kind of cushy where she is. But um, I know what's really going on. I know the reality of the situation. So I'm going to come in here and protect you yet again and <laughs> uh, and do what I have to do to make sure that you're looked after and don't do something stupid.
2: Yeah, definitely. Which is
1: kind of a big sister thing, really. Oh, you know, absolutely you spend is. most of your time just saying, what are you doing? This is so stupid. Like, figure it out.
0: It's not just a big sister thing. It's that's just it a is sibling it is. thing.
2: And, Andrew's an older older brother too, so good point.
1: Okay, there you go.
0: <laughs> Have you been up to any, any new projects lately?
1: The newest project, I just ended up doing a uh, a stunt workshop actually, which is something I've been wanting to do for some time. And, uh, we were very lucky to, I, I train with Spotlight Academy in Nanaimo. And Jackie Casey is my, my coach and, and my mentor. She's absolutely fantastic. And, um, she managed to get Peter Kent over for a stunt workshop, uh, this weekend just been actually. And he was actually Arnold Schwarzenegger's, uh, stunt, stunt man for quite so many years. And so, uh, we spent the weekend learning how to throw a punch convincingly on film, uh, how to take a punch convincingly on film and not end up getting a black eye or a blood nose, mm. um, you know, <laughs> how to fall, <laughs> how to knee someone in the ribs and have it look realistic, um, how to react uh, to certain to certain uh, fight scenes and somewhat so... That was fantastic and really for me, my next project, I've written my own short film and uh, I have quite a few of the best talent in the region um, eager to jump on board for my film. It's kind of in between Primal Fear with Edward Norton um, Mm -hmm. and The Ward with Amber Heard. So, if you could imagine a mix between perhaps those two movies, that's sort of what I have in mind for my short film. So, I'm hoping that uh, I can I can get that done and get that out to festivals as soon as possible. And I I think it's really gonna really gonna be a challenge, but um, at the end of the day, I think the results are just gonna be fabulous. So, you guys can. I can keep you up to date with that as well, if you would like.
2: Oh, absolutely. Please do. So, I mean, did absolutely. you consider doing your own short prior to doing... Um, I know that this isn't the first one that you've worked on. Uh, Game Companion mm-hmm. isn't. But um, had you considered doing your own short prior to this? Or is that something that kind of came out of working with the, so closely with the process?
1: I think definitely working with the process has helped me realize just how achievable it is if you have the right people mm. on board um, you know our assistant director who's actually a close friend of mine Erin Rook from Game Companion is just absolutely amazing she takes control of everything and just you know dictates to everyone what they're doing <laughs> while still being as sweet as I and so she's actually coming on board to do uh, to be my director just so that I can focus on the character that I need to be um, but I've always wanted to write my own short film. I'm very inspired by those uh, directors and actors who, you know, made their beginnings by doing short films. I'm incredibly surprised to learn that, you know, Vin Diesel started out his career by making his own short film, Multifacial. Um, you know, things like that. I thought, you know what, I could do that. I could. I could really... You know, I might have some good writing skills and I could put them to use and perhaps write my own short film. And the other thing is, too, you know, it's like I was saying before, it's really hard when you're continually getting typecast as these, you know, as a bimbo or the hot chick or the young mom or or someone's sister or whatever. You know, I, I, I figured that in the end, why not just write the role that I really want to play? Yeah. Why not yeah. just write a movie where I can star as the, the role that I think is going to be most challenging and most rewarding for myself? So I've done that and I've definitely um, run it past a couple of friends who are professional writers for film. And they've said, wow, you know, this is this is a really strong script and I think you should really, you know, go hard and get this done. So that's sort of the plan, really. Wow, that's so yeah. cool,
2: that's awesome.
1: Yeah.
0: It's interesting you mentioned, you know, writing writing the role you wanna play, and that's kind of a something similar we've seen, not just, not, I think you're the first one I've seen with film, but I know like a lot of comic book writers who've been very successful have, have started off by writing mm-hmm. the comics they wanted to well, read. Well, that's exactly right, you
1: know, and even, I, I remember watching uh, an interview with Seth Rogen, and he said, you know, we didn't want to write something, we you know, we kinda of thought, Oh, what demographic is this gonna to appeal to? And in the end he was like, Well, what's what would we want to watch? You know, what would what would get us excited and make us laugh? So, you know, that's that's kind of what I wanted to do. I wanted to write a role that would really challenge me as an actor. I wanted to write a story that challenges me as a viewer. And I don't just want to write something that is very uh, predictable. I want, you know, right at the end, you know, those movies that you watch and you think you know exactly who the killer is. And then at the end, this big twist comes in and you're like, oh my God, I didn't see that coming. And you actually have to watch it again two or three times just to see if they made any mistakes to fool you. Um, And then you watch it for that third time. Yeah, exactly. You, You know, you watch it for the third time and you're like, why didn't I see
0: this? Like I'm an idiot. <laughs> you going back for a second. You mentioned before trying to get your 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 future project out into festivals. Um, talking to Brian, you know, Game Companion has been at a uh, hundred plus conventions. Yeah, it's and, been uh,
1: everywhere.
0: So, I mean, how how do you feel about that?
1: I feel exceptionally blessed that, you know, I have worked on something where someone is so dedicated to their project that they're, you know, willing to put in the hard work because, you know, submitting to festivals over and over again and, you know, talking with people to try and organize, you know, interviews and viewings and everything like that, It's re- it takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of dedication and a lot of drive so I really do commend Brian on, on, you know, having that because I think, you know, if it wasn't for him and his marketing team, our, our little tiny film that we made here on Vancouver Island, it wouldn't have viewed in, you know, over I think nine or ten countries now. I mean, it even viewed in uh, in the city close to where I grew up in Australia. It actually viewed in Adelaide in South Australia and, you know, to be able to... You know, I even had an article in the local paper that had my name in it. So I thought, you know, that was really cool. You know, the little wow. town that I grew up in that has, you know, 1,500 people and the little local paper, there was a little article about me and I just thought that was great. You know, having that exposure is just absolutely amazing and it wouldn't be possible if Brian wasn't so dedicated to, to this project. So, I mean, kudos to him for sure.
0: Yeah, if I remember right, Brian said that was that was fairly recently.
1: It was, yeah. I actually ended up doing an interview for uh the National Radio. I kind of have a bit of an in cuz my mum was a journalist for the National Radio. So, you know, I kind of have a little bit of an in there. But, um, you know, they were great and just so interested and so excited that, you know, a local girl had managed to come halfway across the world and and make this film. And, you know, it makes its way all the way back to Australia and gets viewed at one of their Comic-Con events there. So, you know, that was fantastic.
2: That's amazing. Um, Do you find that having...
1: Having that
2: film shown all over the world, I think, um, didn't Brian say all the continents except Antarctica at this point?
0: And he's working, and on, he's that working on
2: that one. Um, <laughs>
1: so does that open doors?
0: Yeah, Gord volunteered to wear a penguin costume. with. NASA. You know,
1: I don't know I don't know if I'd want to go to that one. I feel like, you know, maybe it's just because I'm Australian and maybe I'm being a baby, but I feel like that might be a bit too cold.
2: <laughs> just a little just a little, yeah. Um, but do you find <laughs> that having that exposure opens more doors for your own
1: personal project? Um. Well, I feel like uh, I'm not sure if the I'm not sure if it's necessarily the exposure of the film. I think it's more the experience of working on the film that has really mm. pushed me to want to make my own my own films. I mean, I haven't I haven't had anyone from you know, England or, you know, Milan or anywhere like that call me and say, hey, I saw you in this (laughs) film and you were awesome and I'd like you to be in this multi-million dollar uh, production. I think it's more just the experience of of being on set, getting used to uh, everyone's different way of doing things. You know, every director kind of has a different way of running the show and um, being able to adapt to that. I think is really important. So it's you know the last couple of projects that I've worked on have really given me insight as to how I would like my own project to go, and mm-hmm. how I I would yeah. like to run things. Very good.
0: Very nice. Yeah, very nice. Hmm. So typically, I think I think we're we're uh, about to wrap things up here, and uh, usually what we'll do is uh, just kind of ask our our guest uh, or ourselves. What they've been what they've been into lately? Uh, books, movies, just kind of anything. Just, just seeing what's out there. So, so Hannah, what have what have you been into lately? Uh,
1: what I've been into lately, hmm. I you know what? I love movies. I love getting lost into movies. I am a huge, huge fan of the the new Planet of the Apes. Um, I you know as I said before I was a veterinary nurse for eight years and so I have a very strong connection with animals and to see this series of movies come out where there's such a strong lead and he's actually a chimpanzee an animal in our eyes um, come out and be the winner and be the strong lead character I think is just absolutely phenomenal it's it's something that I can watch over and over again. Um, but saying that, you know, I'm also a very avid reader. I'm always reading books, always, always reading books. Um, James Rowland is actually a favorite of mine. He writes a lot of very new age kind of books that are a mixture between ancient aliens and Indiana Jones and this adventure genetics and genetics and, you know, synthetic genetics and all of that kind of stuff. And it's, it's something that you can just get lost in and you end up realizing, oh my God, the weekend's gone and I'm only <laughs> halfway through this book. <laughs> like, this is crazy. I, I, so... uh I, I... <laughs> Yeah, it's just, it's absolutely amazing. So, I mean, for me, movies and books is is the main thing. My my partner is right into his video games, so quite often I'm watching Dragon Age, Inquisition, um, or Titanfall, or Destiny, or something like that, as he's playing it and killing all these dragons and people. So I'm usually there reading my book while he's doing that.
0: I understand about losing losing the entire weekend and only getting through half a book but that's because I read really slow
1: (laughs) well what you need to do is you need to lock yourself in a room where there's no other outside influences like you know your partner going honey I'm hungry what's for dinner and you can just say go away there's a sock on the door I'm reading leave me alone
0: it's not usually what a sock on the door means, though.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I bet no it's one not? would
2: disturb you.
1: No, no. Well, he True. knows better. You know, quite often there's other books or things around that I can just throw at the door and he'll run, <laughs> so it's good. Uh.
0: <laughs> so, so Tracy, I know you've been in, been eyeballs deep in, in finals week here, but... Uh, have you managed I to did, get anything actually. else out but, uh, yes, other than papers? Yes, I did.
2: Um, so I one, one thing, one uh, one single thing. Uh, oh, no, 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 it's two. Um, so the first thing that I did is I read The Rag and Bone Shop, which is a book. It's a fictional um, history of Charles Dickens um, and this torrid love affair that he had with this young woman named Ellen. Um, and it's a little it's kind of gets into the psyche of Charles Dickens and how he saw himself as, um, the man of England, um, almost John Q public, if you will. And, um, Mm -hmm. and how he had to kind of balance that against his, um, his desire, his lust, if you will, for this young girl. And, um, it was good. I think that the author was not quite up to the task of writing that. I'm not sure that it was very, very good. And I would recommend it, um, There was just,
1: it didn't quite achieve. It was a great idea, but perhaps not executed properly.
2: Yes, yes. And it was close. It was very, very close, but just not quite there. And the other thing that I've, don't laugh at me, but I have never seen um, Xena, Warrior Princess. So I watched the first (laughs) episode of that. Recently, too. And are you,
1: are you going to continue watching the episodes, or is that enough for you? No, I
2: actually, I, I was a huge fan of Buffy the Vampire Slayer back in the 90s, so I... Oh, of course. I, yeah, of course. So I um, I absolutely understand um, the 1990s production quality of that type of fantasy fantasy. Um, TV show, so I'm I'm actually pretty excited about it. I, I think that it's gonna it's very cool. Um, some of it's very cheesy. I mean, obviously, but I, it, yeah, it's, it's really
1: cool. It's the 90s. And, it was always cheesy in the 90s. You know, yes. it's all the one-liners and 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 you know, you look at any Arnold Schwarzenegger film or <laughs> right? yeah, you know, anything yes. like that. <laughs> Everybody gets with a chopper. Like everyone knows those lines. Or Xena, Warrior Princess, where she does a. Yes,
2: absolutely. Yes.
1: Uh, well, you know, I mean,
0: you know, pe- people people bag on Zena a lot. It was a, a spinoff of the yeah, Hercules yeah. show. It lasted longer than Hercules did but, like, by like two but seasons. But in all
1: seriousness, if you put most guys up against Xena, she's going to kick their ass <laughs> big time. Yes. I'm
0: pretty sure if you put most guys up against Lucy Lawless, they're going to get an ass Probably.
1: Probably.
2: All right, Probably.
0: Andrew. So, so what are you into? Um, so, I've had a little bit more free time than Tracy has, which is <laughs> n- nice. Um, I was actually I was actually supposed to be in Georgia um, starting this week, and I got a little bit of a reprieve from that. Well, so if you
1: could just stick to, to films and books, that would be best.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I actually got a chance to watch uh, Guardians of the Galaxy again for the first time.
2: Oh, I since was going to say you didn't. Yeah, sure, you saw it in theaters.
0: I did. Um, and it it was available on um, mm-hmm. Amazon um, th- through like an early release thing, and I I really enjoyed it the second time around. It was a lot. of fun. I
1: love that Still, movie. Still um,
0: holds up well.
1: Yeah, it's and so it was, much fun.
2: It was a great movie. I'm um, I'm really excited. It releases in the U S. on December ninth. So and it's actually on sale on eBay right now. So if you pre order, it, it's like twenty bucks, which is awesome. On Blu Ray, it's cool.
0: Yeah, and then I've um I've got like seventy pages or so left on a um uh, a history of um, the Arab revolt during World War One. It's called Lawrence in Arabia. Uh, that's actually been very fascinating. Really been enjoying that. But after once that's done, I've got um some some comic book, uh, book comic book history stuff that I'm I'm picking up. One's a nice. history of Wonder Woman,
2: and also nice. um
0: yeah, Lawrence
2: T. E. Lawrence was um something of an inspiration for your character captain lawrence in the short story that you've been writing too
0: yeah to an extent well they share a Um, name i mean in terms of they do and in terms of in the in lawrence's life kind of after the after the arab revolt he was really displeased with um with with england's handling of things and some of a lot of things he had he himself had done and he kind of wandered from from place to place and and kind of job to job he joined the Royal Navy I think for a little while joined the RAF for a while and um really kind of was just looking for for some kind of uh absolution so and that's, that's part yeah. of where the name came from so all right so if you like what we're doing here make sure you head on over to iTunes and subscribe mm-hmm. and leave us a review Head on over to thereforeageek.com for more of our articles and uh, the last couple of po- parts of the, our short story. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook at or Facebook uh, Facebook.com slash thereforeageek or at Twitter on, tw- on Twitter. And I am right really on
2: here. And I am at Mary Eyes. That's M E R R Y, by the way, not the name.
0: Yes. And once again, we'd like, Hannah, we'd like to thank you for coming on.
1: Yes, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a blast, guys.
0: And um, so I'm Andrew.
1: And I'm Tracy.
0: And you have been listening to Therefore I Geek.